Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me. Absolutely. I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holler at your boy, boy. Holidays, Christmas right around the corner. 12 days of Christmas are in full effect. Hey, man. Right it is now. the season. It is the season. Did you get your advent calendar from what Nike? The hell is that? You know, them things that they have the little prizes in there. You got to get on TikTok, man. It's the whole <laughs> thing. It's like people give advent care, like the big brands, like what? Chloe and Dior, they'll have these pair, uh, calendars where each day you open the door and it's like one of their products for the 12 days of Christmas. But uh, this one girl went off on Dior, like trash stuff in there that didn't cost nothing. Hilarious. TikTok, man, you got to tap I'm in. I'm good. I'm going to hold up. I'm going to hold up <laughs> on that. That's where you can get your news from. That TikTok, <laughs> is, TikTok is the space. And I ain't even on it like that, but I caught this shit on the news. Trying to be dope. young again and shit, dude. We're gonna Absolutely. have to age. Absolutely. I, I embrace my old age. Everybody that knows me know that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like laying down now. Man, listen, speaking of old age, man, we got an album review from your man's mm. Rick Ross. Kind of way, His 11th album, Richer Than I Ever Been. We will be going down that, uh, giving our review like how we normally do. Also, Megan, the graduate, she crossed the stage. We're going to talk about how that affects her career. And Puff P. Diddy, who's been low-key lately, he's looking to buy back Sean John out of bankruptcy, man. We're going to talk if that's a good or a bad look. But first, speaking of good or bad look, Drake and Kanye, or should I say Kanye featuring Drake, had their free Larry Hoover show in L.A. It was streamed on Amazon Prime. Uh, my question, did it hit for you? Simple question, straight to the point. Speaking of being old, for me, waiting up to what, 1 a.m. when this started was a no-go. So yeah. I definitely wasn't catching this live. Absolutely. Um, the the lead-up to me didn't, didn't hit. Like, I wasn't... I'm not... I don't care about streaming concerts. I would rather be there if it's going to be these two guys, but I wasn't paying three racks to get in the building. So I guess I get it, the, the whole thing behind the streaming and people making it a big deal, but I was more concerned with the cause. I think they could have did a little bit more towards the cause because I don't feel like the Drake took this seriously as a concert, just from seeing me. I don't think he went out there and was putting his best foot forward. He was letting Ye kind of do his thing. It wasn't no smoke, right. as kids say. Uh, but for me, it really just didn't. It didn't do a lot of nothing. I'm not a, the biggest Kanye West fan. I care less about uh, them two collaborating. But I do care about the Larry Hoover and the cause of it, all of the things that they were trying to push, putting together for the concert. And I don't really know if they did enough to let you know. Like, usually when you have a benefits concert, it's a lot of uh, rhetoric towards the benefits. Hey, we're here for this. Hey, and you kind of have a break between acts and things of that nature. Kind of really shed light on what you're there for. This, I didn't see that. I think this was more so, to be honest, it came off as a money grab. I'm surprised that Jay Prince did that. It came off as a, I'm the big boss in the room and I can make the biggest two rap stars squash their beef and do a concert and allegedly say it's for Jay Prince. It should have been a lot more light on the Jay Prince situation versus the Drake squash situation. No, 
Yeah, the, I mean the Larry Hoover situation versus the Drake splashing Kanye West beef situation. So it didn't hit for me for those reasons. Um, I thought so. I, I, I first of all absolutely didn't watch it live. You cancel that. Like it started way too late. It was on the West Coast. It was on time for them, not for me. Um, I caught it on YouTube after the fact. Um, so I, I'll say that number one, I thought I thought it was actually a good show. Um, if you've ever been to a Kanye West concert. He puts a lot of thought into his stage. He takes that shit very seriously. A lot of his uh, setups be like very well done, very well thought out. And I thought this was more of the same um, in terms of that. I thought it looked really dope. And yeah, I prefer to be there in person. But like you said, the ticket was ridiculous. And watching it, watching the big dog stream in 4K looks just as good, though. You might even you could even argue it's a better experience than like going live and paying a hundred dollars for traffic and all this type of shit. Mm. It's almost like watching a game from the crib. Like you, Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm at the comfort of my crib. I got all the camera angles I need. Nigga, same thing for the Kanye shit. If you was there, you probably couldn't even see the nigga cause of all the smoke that was out there. Um, but I will say, I, I disagree a little bit with the with the cause maybe going over some people's head because they, number one, they have free Hoover on all of their merch number one, and they had hashtag free Hoover across the bottom of the screen the entire time. Like it never moved away. That's the norm Hoover nowadays. was present. That's the norm nowadays, all right? You having a concert, you're going to have the hashtags, you're going to have the merch. I feel like if it's a benefit concert, then you do, you, you got to take at least one step. Like if you two not going to do it, then have Jay Prince come out and talk about the cause. Somebody, have his son, have Larry Hoover's son come out and say, hey, this is what this is all about. Here's the reasoning behind it. And maybe everybody doesn't want to know that, but I do think that it shows for whatever reason or whoever they were having this for, it shows that the initiative is there and this is not just us getting together throwing apart. I mean, yeah. No, they 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 did say that the merch went to went to a couple of good causes. There were some rumors that the merch didn't go to didn't go to um charities, which was what that wasn't true. A spokesman came out, said merch sales went to uh ex-cons for community and social change, hustle 2.0, and Chicago's Uptown People's Law Center. So um several of them went to that. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know where the a lot of the proceeds went where they were supposed to go. And you had right. that problem with charity all the time anyway. That's not anything, you know, outrageous. Out. No, but you not. as a go as a Drake Kanye fan though, did it hit like what, where were you at with the music? Because you love both of these guys. So like, that was is, dope. is it what you would expect? It was. Because Kanye was. did all his old shit. Like he's back. I don't know what, I don't know what headspace he's in, but he's like back doing his old shit. You saw him come out to Future set and he, he rapping over, fuck up some commas and like, like he feeling good. It don't look like he slept in a week because then it been everywhere. <laughs> but, Facts. but he played a lot of his old stuff and it was dope. He mixed it in with the new shit. He even did, the original Find Your Love, the Drake Find Your Love, he did the original version, which was supposed to be on 808s and Heartbreaks. That was dope. Um, Drake did one of his songs on Donda. And like, it was cool. Like it was kind of slick, like a versus almost, mm. but not really. Cause I'm gonna be honest, when you play their music back to back, there's a distinct difference in Kanye's records and Drake's music. And I'm not saying one is necessarily better, air quote, than the other, but there's a difference in the type of music that they make. And it, it was clear as day. Like, it sounds like you're saying nobody can beat Kanye West in the verses. Yeah, That's what hell it sounds nah. like you're saying. Yeah, nah, yeah. I, I would take him over anybody. Drake? Yeah. Because I know uh, about a month ago it was Drake. Listening to that, I would take Kanye. 
because uh, when you man, that shit just hit different, dude. Like all of the lights, like Drake ain't got nothing for all of that. Like, but it, it's a cheat code. Kakai's a producer too, so it's a little bit of a cheat code. So he can put together big records like that and make them have them layered with sixteen people on the hook and like, bro, like Drake, Drake not no producer, dude. It's a cheat can code. Can Dre beat him? Can Dr. Drake beat Kanye West? Nah. Ooh. Nah. What about for real? Can't either. That's just now that. Now Kanye. that. <laughs> that's the That'd battle for real and Kanye <laughs> now, now listen them niggas going to blows nigga somebody gonna have to that that's to the battle that Super Bowl. they need to do that Super Bowl sir like make that motherfucker we having it at the Super Bowl stadium for real Kanye try to act like if I was Swiss I'd drop my nuts on the table y'all try to act like versus ain't this. I'm too big to do a versus nigga we got yay and for real Super Bowl Saturday tap in <laughs> Nigga, be be bigger than that. Nigga. Now that'll be nuts. Facts. That was uh, but, but you liked it though. As I did. I enjoyed like, it. I actually it. thought it was dope. He played all my favorite joint. That I wonder, nigga. That he played like all the good shit, dude. Like I ain't gonna lie, it was it was. Would turning. you? Would you want different circumstances? Would you want to see them again together in the concert? This was enough for you. Like, how did you feel about that? I think this was enough, just so it doesn't feel forced. We understand mm. these niggas not. They look. Drake looks up to Kanye and you could tell, and he was okay with being Robin to his Batman. Agree, because he came before him. Right. And so let's not, they ain't got to be BFFs and all, let's go on tour, uh, because I'm not going to bite that. Give it some time. Give me that Calabasas album, maybe, if if Kanye starts back cussing again. Give me that. But if if you ain't got to go on tour, we, we cool on that. That makes sense. Speaking of tours, upcoming Coachella has put their what Travis Scott back against the wall and they've said no you're not performing at Coachella um the people that were behind this green who is it golden voice excuse me golden voice promotions they received over 60,000 signatures on a petition to remove Travis Scott from Coachella breaking news Travis Scott has been removed from Coachella yeah do you think that Travis Scott is going to bounce back? Simple question, Animal Brown. I do. I, I just think it's going to take time. The block is hot right now. Like he is, he's on fire right now. and that, <laughs> He can't wait for something to happen to get this shit out from under the news uh, cycle. Um, and it always seems like this when the shit is... Another is, version of Corona come out. I'm the variant. He need a new fuck it is. He better hope another pandemic happen. This over, oh, my nigga. <laughs> Now he's too he's too big of a star for it to be over, but it always feels like this in the middle of the scandal. It always it never feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And nine times out of ten, there usually is, unless you're R. Kelly or Bill Cosby. But even then, that tunnel lasted decades before it ended. So I I think um I think Travis Scott will be fine. He just needs to let this go. He did try to offer to do Coachella with uh, no fee, and they were like, "Nah, we good." And then, of course, he offered to pay for um, the people that passed away. He offered to pay for funeral services. They turned that down. Uh, they said thanks, but no thanks. And he did an interview with Charlemagne, which I didn't watch, uh, but mm-hmm. I did see a couple of clips. And he's seen that's the most talkative I've ever seen Travis Scott. So I'm, I'm interested. One day I will catch up on that probably sometime this week. But um, it's not working um, in terms of the, the damage control. And I just think the block is too hot. Give it some time. He'll be fine. And he'll be fine this time next year. The block is burnt. It's over. The block <laughs> is in flames, my nigga. It's 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 uh, 
Nigga, it's Tulsa, Oklahoma, dude. It's over. Um, 60,000 signatures. Travis Scott is a person whose whole persona is built on fans loving him, yeah. right? And when you say too big of a star, I disagree with that because he can't generate enough money to pay these people back. And everybody in the corporate world is playing the blame game. Rock Nation, so they won't be get the billion dollar deal. Go, oh, it's Travis Scott fault. And Travis Scott, like, oh, it's Rock Nation. And Rock Nation, like, no, it's Live Nation. And everybody pointing the finger at everybody else. And the person who has the least money out of the ones pointing the finger, I would say it's Travis Scott because he's not a big corporation. Mm-hmm. And he's backed by those corporations, which is how he's going to get his lifeblood. So this is when you'll see the McDonald's pulling out. Dior had a big rollout that was coming out next month. It's on hold. Um, Budweiser, too. They pulled Budweiser, out of the seltzer. seltzer that he had yeah. gone. Like, it, people are not, I, I don't think that there's going to be a company that's going to say, hey, I'm back in Travis Scott here. Because of what you said, he's not talkative. He's not, like, even though I don't agree with what the baby did and, and how his whole thing went down, he was vocal enough and as a bigger, louder persona to where some company would stand behind him and give him another shot. With Travis, I just don't see that. Like, he can play the cut forever and never make it back to that stardom in which he is. So when I say it's over for him, he may make records again. He may sell some more merch, but you ain't getting cactus. None of that Nike selling out, none of the McDonald's specials, all of that's over. He's just like a regular rapper. Now. I feel like that, that he has burnt those bridges just because he didn't. And it, I don't necessarily say that it's his fault, but he didn't have a proper response to what happened. Like, they're, they're trying to say that he was negligent and trying to say that lack of compassion, just things that I don't necessarily see as true. And the reason that, again, that I say it's over because they're trying to pin those things on him when he's built a career off being the opposite. Yep. But it only took one incident for you to tell me that, oh, Travis Scott lacks compassion, Travis Scott this and that. Ten years, documentaries galore of people showing how much compassion that he has for them as fans. But all it took was that one incident. I don't think the people going to let it go. I think uh, the problem, the tough part is the type of music that he makes. The type of music that he makes is high energy. He makes rolling loud music. He makes Coachella music where it is turn up, rage out, just get the seltzer, let's get a, what high energy. That's the problem. So it's like, does he have to pivot from the type of music that he makes? God, like That's where it gets tricky. And that's where I, I see him having some issues. But again, I think what time, time heals all wounds, man, believe it or not, it actually does. And I think this will do the same for this. He just, his, his PR team need to be working overtime for that 2022 uh, rollout. Even if he sits out 2022, then work overtime for that 2023 rollout then. They, but they need to be putting in work right now, nigga, as we speak, planning something out. And I need to have some on my desk, nigga, by the end of the week, uh, how I'm finna get past this shit. He might as well plan on firing them. Twenty. <laughs> The 2024 rollout may be more <laughs> likely just to be all the way real with you, my nigga. Like, he, you got to let this breathe, man. Like, you got to give it some time. People were mad that he did the interview with Charlamagne. And even the well, people, they were, I read that the people around him were telling him not to do it. And he was insistent on doing it. And you got to think, like you said, he makes music that fits the scenario that happened. One yeah. is, is he still going to be able to make that music? And two is, how fucked up is he behind this, dude? That's true, too. I ain't really heard nobody speaking to the fact like he was on stage and six people died. Man, yeah. a young dude. Like, he probably went, you were doing the thing that you love. Now, every time that you go out there, probably this is going to cross your mind. 
Yep. That's a lot. People talk about mental health and shit nowadays, man. That is a lot to deal with. Cause I, I I'm, I'm not sure if people have died at his shows before, but this is the most blame that he's ever received from anything that's happened at his show. And he didn't think that it's right. Just based off the clips that I've seen from the Charlemagne stuff too. So yeah, I think he's fucked up behind it. And I, I think that's part of the reason why we never see the Travis Scott that we grew accustomed to for these last two years. He can't play that card right now though. What's that? The, the, I'm fucked up behind this shit. He can't even really play that bro. He'll be able to play that in about two years after he bounces back. But he can't play that right now because don't nobody care about how he think right now. That's why it's not coming up. Mm. That's why that's why you ain't heard nobody play that angle. It's just too soon. Just cause he because the fact remains that he's alive and other people are dead. So like that's that's going to trump how, for whatever better or worse, fair or unfair, it's gonna trump how he feel right now. Even though it probably is fucking him up though. Shit crazy. Um, let's keep it in Texas, man. Meg the Stallion, my boo. She graduated from the other TSU, Texas Southern University, mm. um, over the weekend. Bachelor's degree in health administration. Um, super dope look. Uh, do you see her making a pivot from the type of music she makes, though? Uh, do you see her being more conservative moving forward? I think Meg can do both. I think she's going to be one of the first rappers in that lane. Uh, that we see do both, that they can do you, give you the Meg, the style, you twerking up and down your timeline, but could also break you off with some uh, some knowledge. It's not the word I want to use, bars. Yeah, Also yeah. can break you off with some bars as well. I think that she's going to grow and mature into uh, a version that we haven't seen in rap. Because Nikki, Kim, Foxy, all of those, they leaned into being the vixen. I For think sure. with Meg and her pushing this Meg the graduate uh, line, her letting you know how important this schooling was, finished school for her mother. I think that she can actually push that line, lean into this, cause she's already solidified herself on the other end as a vixen. So having the vixen with the slash smart role, I think that's brand new in hip hop. I think that's a breath of fresh air. And she's a perfect person to do it. She's still popping, like you said, had a great year. Music is good. She can rap, it's not forced. And she's doing this on her own. Like, I don't feel like a label is behind her telling her, hey, man, tell everybody about the graduation. Make sure you pump this up. I feel like this is genuine for her so she can lean into it and do both. I look forward to her doing both. Yeah, one of her highest qualities is her relatability. And her fans already look at her as a, like a friend. You know what I'm saying? They look at her as a the girl they can go kick it with. They look at her as a the girl they went to school with. You know what I'm saying? Like, they already look at her like that. So this just buys even more into that. And I think it's a good look. Um, she started school when she when she was already in school when she started to blow. Um, she was an undergraduate at Prairie View and mm -hmm. she ended up switching majors and switching schools. And she wanted to complete this for her mom and her grandma because um, they're no longer here. They both they were here when she was in school and she knew that they would want to see her um, see that through. So I respect it. That's a good story. Who can't respect that story? Like that, like, and right. then plus school is not easy, dude. Like that shit takes commitment. It's very simple to be like, man, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I quit several times, dude. It is very easy to quit. Um, so salute to her for seeing it through. I don't think she needs to make a pivot though, because this was getting crazy traction. Like this, get, this got picked up everywhere, even with WAP coming out a year or two before like man nobody care about that shit dude Popeyes didn't care when they gave her a deal uh fucking uh, Revlon or whatever the makeup company she got they don't care the magazine didn't care when they gave her person of the year nobody cares dude you can make your entertainment however you want to these days dude which is the good thing about it you can just be you you want to be the sex vixen cool you want to have the bars cool you want to graduate cool 
you can do any of that. You can make school look cool. I just like it that she's multifaceted, though. Like, that is what kind of hampered people like Little Kim. Like, they were they were only looked at as that. Like, Little Kim could rap, though. Don't get twisted. Like, she made good music. But that her image was solely based on that poster that we all remember back in the day, dude, of her squatting with her legs open. Now we got the poster with Meg walking across the, the stage with the tassel. So, like, there's just different looks. Like, she can be a role model, in my opinion, um, for people. And, and so people used to hold that against her, like, oh, you twerking? And, uh. But now nah, I'm also graduating college and, you know what I'm saying, X, Y, and Z. So I think it's a good look. And that was a, it's a great move to finish. It's good pub all the way around. It is good pull. People are fickle, though, as we just talked about in seeing with Travis Scott. You're going to have people out there to say, oh, she was doing this and now she's doing this. That's fake. <laughs> You'll have that. But I, I, she's bigger than that. Like, I think Meg, like you said, her personality, she's been un, unwavered out here. Like, she's been doing her thing even through all the whole tour and stuff. She showed and proved where she stood as far as being an honorable person. So I fuck with Meg, and I think that this is going to work out like you said, and I, I definitely second what you're saying. I think she she's going to have a long, fruitful career behind this, whichever way she decides to go with. She invited 100. 25 fans to the graduation, too. Mm. And they all went and ate with her and shit. That shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, when you do shit like that, like, man, like, come on, man. You can't, it's, it's tough to lose when you're making calls like that. It just works. Big facts. Facts. Before we get into the Rick Ross, Richer Than I Ever Been review, your man Puff is back, and he's trying to bring Sean John back as well. Uh, my question to you, good move or bad move to put Sean John back in rotation? Man, I'm not feeling this. Um, the company that owns Sean John currently went bankrupt, so he put in a big boy $3.3 million bid to buy it back. He currently has the top bid. But here's the thing, though. Like, I'm not sure if Sean John is the reason that company went bankrupt, but I damn sure know that people are not buying that shit no more. So do I <laughs> do I want to be first in line for a depreciating asset, nigga, unless I have a guaranteed game plan to revive it? I don't know. Now, to give it, well, I'm not going to do Sean John any kind of way. In its heyday, it made $450 million a year. So maybe Puff is like, I can roll the dice with these 3.3, turn that into something, maybe 100, 150, and then fucking sell it again for 300. Like, if he do that, he'll beast. But I just, I'd almost rather him just do something with an original clothing line, man, because Sean John, you automatically think of velour suits and baggy denim, bro, and it's just not, that ain't the wave right now. I disagree 100%. If anybody can bring this back and put it to prominence, it's Puff. We know this. And I think the lane fashion is very popular right now. You sure. talked about the, the QC fashion show. Like, fashion is a thing. Puff has the brain and the the pocketbook to make like this a black luxury brand. You go from velour suits and baggy jeans, like you said, to like Sean John can be associated with shit like Gucci and all the Dior and, and all. Ain't the no fucking way. All the shit that no. you see now, it can be done. No Lamar Ball. No. I'm Puff. I'm worth a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of putting on Gucci, I'm going to wear Sean John. I'm a billionaire. You see a billionaire wearing it just like you see a billionaire wear Gucci and Prada and all of those other things. It'll start to catch on. Black people are sheep. So they start seeing Puff where he throw Jay a few hot pieces, get Kanye to design some new Sean John. Boom. You're right back in the game. I think this is a brilliant move for Puff. Getting into fashion. TV is clearly not his passion. 
Yeah, so he can take he can take Sean John back to where it was when it was making that 450 million and make it a black luxury brand because they're not a lot of those. No, see, that's where the game has changed. We have several black luxury brands now, at least luxury Name streetwear. Name three besides Telfair. Uh off-white, Heron Preston, and uh Fear of God. Those are three. Oh, yeah. If I'm puff, I want in the mix. Because none of those niggas is better than me. And if they are, I buy them. Like, I'm just going to hire these niggas to work for me and Sean John. Are they going to turn down the big boy check? Listen, you, you, you said Jay. I'm glad you mentioned Hove. Right. Hove didn't try to come back out with Rock Nation. I mean, excuse me, with Rock, Rock Aware. He didn't try to do that. He sold Rock it, got the bag, <laughs> came up with a new brand, came up with the paper plane shit, and that shit is fly. And he rebranded himself. I got the hat on right now. Nigga, hella niggas got the hat, dude. Like he, he rebranded it and did it right. Sean, trying to sell Sean John in 2021, 2022 is not it. You can rebrand it to some new shit, remix it. You can do it. Absolutely. You can put that on because you hear the billionaire nigga with the bottles of whatever. And goddamn it, you can shake it. Had a fire ass commercials for it. Make it a lifestyle brand. Just don't call it Sean John because that's a wrap. <laughs> Well, no way. What's wrong with the name Sean John? Though? I don't, we like, associated with the we associated with what it was. We'd Until have to get past that. It take too much work. On, the only reason that he, I feel like the only reason didn't take Rockwell, he changed it. Well, had to change it because of name. He didn't want to go to court about that shit. Like, yeah, but he made he the right the move, club, huh? He made the right move. Plus, that was a mid brand. Like Jay didn't do a pivot. Like even that is not a luxury brand. John no. John has a luxury brand ring to it. And I'm puff. I'm luxury. Like Jay ain't necessarily Drake can do that. I mean, excuse me. Jay can do that. But Jay can't do what Puff would do in a sense of like just luxury and make you buy into all right, this lifestyle brand. I'm really finna go all in on this. And y'all niggas is gonna believe that these thousand dollar Sean John shirts is what y'all should be rocking. I could see Puff doing it. Absolutely. But I don't not. know how passionate he would be about it. Puff, don't do it. Reconsider. I wonder how much he, this is what I couldn't find. He sold the company in 2016, but I couldn't find how much he sold it for. And he still owned a small stake at the time. Um, and I, I'm hot. I was trying to find how much he sold it for because I was really wondering, because you're doing 450 in a year in your heyday. I wonder what the fuck he paid for that shit. And you're trying to buy it back for the low for three? I, like I could see if it, listen, if he sold it for a hundred million and he's trying to buy it back for three, okay, cool. Yeah, fuck it, buy it back. Put that shit in Walmart, nigga, and, and just let it sell like Shaq shoes. That would be the route. <laughs> you could do that. Shaq ain't good off them Walmart shoes. Bro, you just named three niggas in his in, in his lane that he is 100% going to outmarket, outspend. Like, I'm already established. Why wouldn't I just hop back in that pool? I'm not selling my shit at Walmart if I'm Sean John. I'm going to blow these fear of God niggas and Telfair and all you niggas. I'm getting y'all out of here, bro. I'm the, the real nigga luxury is here, right here, nigga, in this puff. Absolutely. Like, I, like if he pumped that, like he pumped a lot of the other shit in his brand, he right back. I don't yeah. think, like, I don't know why you're associated to Sean John with such bad stuff. Sean John had a good run. Like you said, they made sure. 430 in a year. But they didn't pivot. That's my that's my thing. They didn't pivot. Yeah, the pivot to the was time. selling it to whoever those white folks was. He sold it to and letting them ruin it, putting it all in Burlington and shit. <laughs> Get that shit out of Burlington, out of TJ Maxx. Get it out of all those <laughs> Ross. Get it out of there. Get it out of all of those places. Go to Bloomingdale, high end, and just run that shit. Shit, even a Sean John, man. 
could you think how hard it would be just like you had a Gucci and the Louis stores and in Lennox if you went in the Sean John store the puff design hip-hop bass you got the rap in there big playing you got the big dog luxury pieces the big boy Sean John monogram bags man come on bro those he are kill it. He can kill it. Put it in Walmart, Puff. Take my word for it. Please don't. And sit Please back and count them checks, nigga. I can't believe you tried to put that TSU shirt on after that embarrassment you was to the city last week, either. She was going to let that slide, man. Huh. Shout out to TSU, goddammit. Shout out to TSU, man. I can't believe uh, that you wear <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we got an album review to do, man. Again, Rick Ross, Richer Than I Ever Been. It's his 11th studio album you know how we get down we talk about the standouts the letdowns we give a rating but first we got to talk about our expectations and what we thought about it initially going into this album man richer than i ever been what were your expectations for this uh ross 11th album um rick ross is officially an old nigga and that ain't bad in today's hip-hop so with that being said, you never really expect him to, I didn't expect him to come out with a number one album. I don't right. expect it to go do what Certified Lover Boy or Dondo would do. Because Ross is not an A-lister. Hmm? He's not an A-lister. Hmm. And he slick has never been. Slick. He's never been known for his numbers. Let me say that. True. True. From a number standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the question that I have, and I thought about when you lead me right into it asking that other than Lil Wayne and T.I. Rick Ross is third on that list as far as prominent rappers from the South in his career. Now, this Jeezy? is excluding Scarface, huh? Over Jeezy? Yeah. Because he's still doing it right now. Like Jeezy last albums were farts in the wind. That's true. That's this true. even <laughs> the yeah, promotion they want was bigger, farts in the wind. Yeah, they want none. The promotion for this has big, been bigger received than Jeezy's last three albums. Bro. That's true. And that's my guy. That's true. I love Jeezy. But I just think from the time that Rick Ross has started to right now, still putting out, and this don't have, like we said, this don't have to be a number one album. The fact in 2021 that he is still doing it and it's even decent. Right to me says other than Lil Wayne and Ti, like ain't too many niggas that can come to Rick Ross and say I had a better career than you. That's fair. even I, I think Wayne would be number one, and then Ti and Ross would be an argument simply because I had Meek Mill and did what you couldn't, and true. I did with Wale with what you should have did with Young Dro. So I'm not sure if people really recognize the 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 career accomplishment that Rick Ross has had coming into this album. Like he's done a lot. And I don't know if enough respect gets put on his name because of what you said. He's not, he's never really been an A-lister. He's never right. been as hot as Wayne. He's never been as hot as um, T.I. But if you look consistently from the time he started in 95 on a All About the Benjamin soundtrack <laughs> to right now, like Rick Ross has done his damn thing. Yeah, yeah. And sure. it can creep up on you once you just start looking at all the accolades. So with all of that being said, going into this album, I expect the old, Dur type contemporary rap that we talk about a lot on this show. And so I wasn't expecting a, a, a number one record to come off of it, but I was expecting a good ear for beats and expected to be luxury like Rick Ross usually provides to us. Didn't really yeah. get the luxury part of it. He still got an ear for beats, still had some dope beats on there, but just kind of felt rushed as I got through it. Yeah, and I can understand a rushed album at this point. It's the man got a lot going on, but the album felt rushed once I finished it. What were you expecting and what did you think? 
Man, so to to your point about his career, though, I I make it a point, no lie. I ride by his house once every like two weeks, dude. Mm. You you listen, and I'm it's on the way to some shit. So like, I, now I'm not going out my way, but I'm just no, saying no. like, you see that you ride past that, and that nigga's clearly doing something right. So with all due respect to Wayne and Ti, who I know are good, but when you see that, like, you can't help but put some respect on his name. Um, but for in, in regards to the album, though, I remember he announced this last year on Hot 97. It was hilarious when he was like, my new album is called. And he said, richer than I ever been Richard and held his I face right there. It was funny as fuck. Um, I had medium to high expectations because every time he names his album in a full sentence, it's pretty good. Rather you than me was good. And God forgives. I don't is fire. So I'm like, OK, he's in that mode. He's in that bag. We know Ross can sometimes uh, take himself a little too seriously, but it is entertaining. And when he gets in that mode, he usually gives us good product. Um, I was concerned the closer we got to the rollout, because again, it was supposed to come out in 2020, got pushed back. Here we are. He dropped a single late in the game with um, with uh, Dream, and he had a line on there that kind of sounded like he was dissing Jay-Z, maybe, maybe not. And I'm like, I'm like, what is it? I'm like, wait, what, what is this? When he said that Roger Goodell got you in a chokehold and uh, I let Meek get around too many rap niggas. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we trying to dish Jay-Z to get attention for the for the ally? Whoa, nah. what is that? So that was strike one. That was strike one. Then strike two, he had a listening party and DJ Academics was the special invited guest. Wait a minute. What? We just talked about him being old contemporary rap. Why is DJ Academics the special invited nigga at your party and you taking selfies and why is DJ Academics there, dude? And why well, is he the- <laughs> yeah, Well, that makes sense though, being an old nigga, because you don't know. Right. So you hire people to help you push this album and those people are going to tell you, oh, this is the hottest guy to be here. Like Ross ain't tapped in like that. He, he got to be. How? You have to if, be. If, if, if you hire someone to promote your next album, because I feel like that he did that. Like he didn't get the, the mm-hmm. label to push it. And they're telling you, hey, man, if you get this kid, this academic kid, man, it'll be hot. Ross going to be like, OK, get the nigga over here. Make him a special guest. He ain't I gotta give him like, more credit oh, than man, that, I man. disagree with some of the stuff that he says, and he's not like he passed it. Like, that's part of the point that I'm making about his career. Like, I, he can do that. Like, I can have academics, and like I can just be Rick Ross and be the old person taking myself serious. Like, and you can't put a chink in my armor because I got academics to award. A lot of people you could. That's some slaw. I ain't gonna he lie. Oh man, he don't know. That, he don't know that, act ain't supposed to be there. Listen, then strike three, he releases the track listing and there's no Maybach music. Mm. That's it. I said, oh, this, I said, I'm scared. I'm officially scared now. I'm afraid of for what this album is about to sound like, dude. No Maybach music. He's done six Maybach musics, dude. Where in the hell is number seven? Now, rumors have it that he tried to drop it, but he couldn't. He got it with Ronald Isley, allegedly, and he couldn't get the sample cleared. Well, nigga, you should have pushed this back until you got the sample. It's already been pushed back a year, dude. You should you could push this back two more months to clear whatever the hell samples you got going on because this needed it. And I'm and we'll get to Man. what worked in a minute, but it needed a, a fire ass Maybach Music Seven, and it and it and it ain't on here. And I'm hot about it. So I was scared to answer your question. That Maybach Music Group, excuse me, that Maybach Music Seven with Ronald Isley is never, never coming out because oh, it costs you. It costs too much. Like, I'm not going to spend a million. I know Ronald Isley wants to bag. Mm-hmm. He always wants to bag for his features. Why well, you don't see a lot of rap features. We talked about it on here before. 
So if Rick Ross is looking at it from the sense of I'm not giving this nigga a billion plus to do this on this $500,000 album, the album ain't even worth as much as your feature going to cost my nigga. No, I'm not doing that. So, so I feel like that's why that got scrubbed because it's like getting into the review of the album. And like you said, the, the God forgives that I don't and the full sentence albums are some of Rick Ross's best, best work. But all of his work other than Port of Miami to me, it's and and Trilla. Trilla was like this too, but it sounds it sounds different once he really got it his bag. And I mean like different to the point where I care like Kanye West care where these sounds are at, where you breaking this up, engineer, how this sound when you mixing it. For a long run there, you could tell that Rick Ross was interested in those things. Thanks. This album, it doesn't sound like that. It don't sound like that. Like, is the mix done? Cool, let's go on and drop it. It don't sound like I'm sitting here with the engineer no more and I want this shit to be perfect like um, God forgives and I don't. It don't sound like he in that bag no more, which is okay, but when you're a rap rapper like Rick Ross, you don't have the luxury to, to pull back. Like, if you're going to go in, go in, because that's what makes your music great. But if you're not, then you're going to get an album like this is just average. And I get it, he's doing a lot of other stuff, but... Getting into the review, the first part of the album to me sucked. And I feel like the first part of the album was some shit that he just threw together other than the intro. I love the intro. But when we're talking about the first six songs, I feel like it was just shit that I'm trying here. I'm throwing this shit at the wall. This might have been some mixtape raw shit back in the day. But I'm not I'm not feeling any of that, especially at this stage in his career. When you get to yeah. the second part, though, we'll talk about that on the likes. But the first part of the album, that's the biggest dislike for me as far as the pullaways on it. Yeah, I, uh, real quick to allude a little bit about what you was talking about. Ross, we said on here, Ross has his hand in, if, if I'm not mistaken, he did this on Breakfast Club. I think he brought, he had 20 businesses under his name right now. He said or he, he was involved in 20 stops. businesses. Yeah, he said he got 50 Wingstop locations. You see what I'm saying? And then on top of it, I mean, he's in the Wingstop commercials. You know what I'm saying? And so that, and then we also talked about he had the, academy joint where it was 25 bands to come to the crib mm, teaching and the business and shit yeah. teaching the businesses he making plays like that they filming fucking coming to america in his house like but like listen <laughs> i ain't got time to do that i don't got time to sit here and make sure the mix is good <laughs> yeah that's not that you it. can tell that's not that big of a concern yeah it, it's just not but that's what makes him great though unfortunately that's like that's what makes like when you get into that uh God forgives and I don't like that's the shit on there. Like how that shit is mixed and how that shit sounds like that's what makes that album great. And Rick Ross, like his voice and, and how he was able to do those beats, like all of that shit just flows together. Well here. No. Yeah. Mm. I'm a, I'm a, it is a mid, I'm, but I'm a, I am going to talk about what I liked. I thought mm -hmm. that was maybe two or three. We always give Ross the, the, the rap metal when it comes to selecting beats. He's always been on top of selecting fire ass beats. This one, there's about two or three on here that kind of violent. Like you said, the intro, that little Havana, that beat is tough. And then the joint with Jasmine Sullivan, that, that sound like Ross right there. Like that's a big, Thanks. big record. And then I think there's one more in there. I think, I think maybe the it's Marathon. Joint. The Wiz joint sound like some Ross. The Wiz joint sound good too. Yeah, I agree. I do like that one. That one sounds solid as well. Um, and then uh, the, uh, you know, I, I like the um, I like the one with the young boys on there. I ain't gonna lie, they, they can't be broke. I actually like that with the young boy from Florida, uh, Young and, and Ace. Ace. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like that record, believe it or not. I thought that was pretty dope. And then I like Make It Out Alive. So I'm with you. The second half is way stronger than the first half. Make It Out Alive featuring a dude named Blast, who was actually a double XL freshman. And we laughed when we saw that, like, who the fuck is this? But since then, he's been on that, uh, he was on that Nas, he on this, and he got a little single out, like with Chris Brown, that slick bang and everything. So maybe I was sleep, but he been Definitely doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, clearly, or he clearly heard our episode and was motivated to get to cooking. So either way. Good luck in that blast interview on deck TV. Yeah, we don't mind taking credit for that, man. We'll take that. But the second half is the strongest part. And there's a handful of joints on here, but I've got more to say about what I didn't like, though. <laughs> yep. And I did that out of order. So going back on what I did, like mostly the second half of the album, if I had to pick out songs that richer than I ever been, 100 percent is That's tough. banging. That's tough. Um, I love that. I love the well, not love, but Hella Smoke, Richer Than I Ever Been, Imperial High, and The Outlaws with Jasmine Sullivan, and Made It Out Alive. Like you said, those last yeah. one, two, three, four, five, those really hit home as far as what I was looking for from Ross. But the first six, oh, man. And even That's even those last five, when you compare them to his yeah, it top, ain't, it, it, ain't, it ain't, uh, what it, what's, what's the one with uh, Tears of Joy on there? What album? Oh, Teflon Dunn. It ain't it ain't Teflon Don good. Yeah, exactly. Anything like that. It's boy. It, it it reminds me back to where Trilla, and what for me, Port of Miami. A lot of people like Port of Miami. I'm not a big fan, but these songs here and the the ones that are good and how this album sounded reminds me of those two, which mm-hmm. aren't two of his stronger albums for me. Yeah. Just because they sound cheaper and it's not like the Rick Ross that we grew accustomed to with the luxury music and shit. So that's what this sounds like. And even the good songs, like you said, remind me of those albums as opposed to the good songs from the good albums. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, for me, what I, what I wasn't really feeling, uh, bro, and listen, Ross, at one point, we were talking about Ross as being one of the most improved rappers of our generation, comparing to where he first came out. Facts. And then when he was like really, really cooking. The bars on here, bro, It like, like his flow, it's a gift and a curse because his flow is pretty clear. Like you don't have to worry about like trying to understand what Ross is saying. It's clear what he's saying. Like his delivery is very clear. The problem with that is, is you have to be saying something or those punchlines and those bars fall flat. And a lot of those fall flat on here. The perfect example, if you listen to the outlaws, the first line in that song, I want to see my niggas rich and- like that's hard. Like, and you cut the little beat out and drop the beat, and that's hard. He usually gives you that, man. On this album, bro, some of them bars, I'd be like, "What is he? Like, what are you talking?" It's like he's just rhyming. I was just like, "What?" He sound like Birdman, bro. On half of this, bro, I'm not bullshit. Yeah, like he ain't have a time, a lot of time to sit and think this out. Agreed, hundred percent. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull the 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 famous. Oh, I don't write for this album. Man, that's what it sounds like. Me. I'm gonna do the famous punch in here. Just punch me in. Let me go in here and talk a little bit. Punch me in again. That's it, what it the sounds bars, like. They, they don't land it all, oh, but I was like, uh, okay. And then he, he got the one TikTok attempt on here that wiggle, which is fucking oh my god, that's my trash. least favorite song. That wiggle is garbage. Oh my bro, what garbage. is that, dude? Is that like I don't know if he's trying to do like a little tick tip TikTok dance started or 
Then that shit is trash, bro. And he tried to use the formula with the old New Orleans sound, and they like that shit garbage. Like New, that ain't Rick Ross bag right there. No, I don't ever want Rick Ross ever in that bag no. ever again. Wiggle, like, wiggle, wiggle. I was like, I like, bro, what am I listening to? The fuck is this, dude? So that, that was just my low lights, dude. That wiggle is trash, and some of the flat ass bars on here that 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 hurt me because I actually like Ross as a rapper, and he has shown that when he wants to, he can get busy. If you don't believe me, go listen to Devil in a Blue Dress. Go listen to all of Teflon Don. Really like, get busy. Yeah. He can get busy when he wants to. And this this ain't he sound washed. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? Because the reason for me that the second half of this album hits is it's because it's so reflective. Like it, it tells you kind of like at this stage in his career, not only from Ross, but what I want to hear from most rappers, Jeezy, T.I. Squarface does an awesome job at it. But even Jay with the 444, a whole reflective record. When I'm in this bag and bro, I'm really just telling you about me as a rapper at 40 plus years old and making a career out of this. I ain't trying to catch no single. I ain't trying to put no young dudes on. I ain't trying to catch the latest sound. All I want to do is tell this story. Why do you think the rappers like T.I., Ross, Jeezy, like why do they stay away, 2 Chains? Why do you think they stay away from it and don't do the 444 and still try to fish for the hot song? Or I'm going to get Young Thug on here. What do you think that is? Jay, Jay is the king of rapping his current lifestyle. That's why 444 was great. It was reflective. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm he just mastered that though. on being Jay-Z. I yeah. know y'all are interested in me. What? Unfortunately, it had to do with the shit around Beyonce. So that had a lot to do with people being interested in it. Yeah. But still at the same time, there are pockets of people that are interested in that same thing. And it don't have to be relationship based. Just right. where are you at right now, bro? He richer than he ever been, like bro. I just want to hear that. Huh? He richer than say? he ever been. That's what he's trying to tell Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> where are you really at right now? Not wiggling it with cash off, my nigga. Like, don't do that to us. Like, I, I, I think the problem is, well, I ain't get your answer from it. Why do you think they stay away from being reflective? Like no, I, I think it's because it's the pressure of trying to stay relevant. And people understand mm. that hip hop is a young man's game. And so you want to stand next to the young boys. You want to try the young boy trends. You want to grow your hair out. You want to have the young boy dreads. You want to put on the young boy. T. I. <laughs> you want to put the young boy slim jeans on. Like you want to try to stay young because being young equals relevant in many people's eyes. But actually being yourself is what equals Facts. to being relevant. And that's why I say Jay has mastered that. Um, so he's the king of that shit. Everybody else is kind of just following his lead. And you can see more of that. Now look at Juicy J. Juicy J got his hair out like Jay-Z now. Like, like bro... Like people are starting to lean toward that. It just hasn't crossed over to the music per se, though. Yeah. Being themselves. You mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And saying yeah, age appropriate shit. Joel Ortiz album is age appropriate, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, facts. But he ain't never had to chase that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because Joel, a nigga like Joel Ortiz is gonna give you that reflective. Here go my bars. I'm 40 years old, nigga. I got kids. Like yep. I just happen to rap. Here, here's some good information. But I, 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 I would love to hear that, like I said, from Jeezy, T.I., 2 Chains, and not them trying to make a single. Because I feel like, like you done made your money, bro. Like, I ain't trying to catch one. Yeah, Why yeah, not yeah. go in there and give, and I, it may not be everybody's style, but especially a nigga like Jeezy. Jeezy, I feel like, is who I'm talking to the most. He really missed his boat to be reflective and really tell a story. 
to close out the career that started with such a blaze, like going revisiting that stuff, like following up on some of that dope boy shit as a grown man, like this when to get married and has grown a lot. Just like I think a lot of that people would like to hear from Jesus because a lot of the people that started with him, they've grown too. Mm-hmm. So to hear him be reflective in that manner, I think would go a long way, him or anybody else. I agree. It'd be nature. better than this. Oh my goodness, yes. But he was reflective again on the last half. I yeah, think that was, that was a problem points. with the first half. He wasn't reflective enough. It's like, I'm trying to catch one. I got to get dreamed all and I got to, come on, bro. Then he was trying to be deep though. Warm words in a cold world. Like, stop, bro. Like, stop. Yeah, don't give me the Wale shit either. Like, don't, yeah, try, stop, to, don't try to capture the house people and the spoken you try, words. You're trying like, to get the bro, Love Jones spoken word shit, bro. Like, I, hear stop, that. Bro. I don't want to be snapping on Richer than I ever been, nigga. <laughs> trying to be like, I'm, nigga, I'm bossed up, nigga. Nigga, imagine you you rented the yacht down in Miami, nigga. This shit with Wale come on. You're the fuckers on that giving poems and shit. Nigga, you don't get out of here. I would have rather this been just an all-out, just shit-talking extravaganza. Yeah. I would have I rather this been uh, uh, Jay and Kanye watch the throne. Because that's all they did was talk shit on that album for the most part. And okay. I would have rather them just did that. I would have rather them just did that, bro. Like I, I agree. If you're not going to be reflective, that is a good point. Then give me... Like 10 songs of richer than I ever been. Really drive that shit home, my nigga. Okay. Drive that shit home. The businesses, the wing stops. Yeah, nigga, nigga, like, I would have had a song called 50 wing stops, nigga. <laughs> I would have had a song called a thousand acres or whatever the fuck his house sitting on, nigga. One of my songs would have been biggest pool in America, nigga. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Like all of these, dude. I If you gonna go, go. If not, then just give us some Jay-Z shit. But if you gonna go, my nigga, just go. Yeah. Shit. I agree, man. I'm uh, and for that reason, listen. I said this in the chat. If I'm not mistaken, um, it's two and a half. It's some look cool. I'm not mm. gonna act like it's his worst album. That still goes to Hood Billionaire. Let's be very clear about that. Uh, <laughs> but it is in the latter half of his catalog. Probably the latter fourth of his catalog. It's just some look cool, man. He just ain't got it on here, bro. Two and a half. Um, I agree with you. Two and a half as well. So just some look cool. Better than Meek album though. But definitely still just a little. It's uh, better than Mika. It got six. It got five songs on the four songs at least. I ain't listened to that Mika in a minute though. I ain't gonna lie. That point. There's my point <laughs> right there. And Mika album was my lowest rated album of the year. Easy. Uh man, y'all Not let us know. What did y'all think of Rick Ross richer than I ever been? Are we not giving it enough props? Uh, or are we all spot on like we always are? Let us know in the comments, youtube.com slash on deck TV. Uh, we got some wins and some losses before we get out of here. We have an L to 4-2 Doug fans at Rolling Loud. Why? Because he was scheduled to be there, but he skipped out on the event to hit little baby's birthday party. 4-2 Doug fans were left sad. Shout That's out to 4-2 Doug. That's pity, man. You got to make that up to them. Send me my check. I wonder, can you get a refund from Lauren Loud if the artist that you wanted to see doesn't show up? Because mm, it's like a hundred people. It'd be too many false claims and shit, but niggas would say that shit. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd be hot. That one person I wanted to see didn't show up. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> some slow. Did you see him in the Linux? Did you see that? 42 Doug. Yeah. No, what did he do? It was on Too Cool with a blog or whatever the fuck that shit is called. Mm-hmm. He was on the escalator. Um, and it, but he was, you know, the big escalator by the um, by the right, main entrance. Yeah, where, where the um, valet is and shit. Yeah, 
he was on the big escalator facing the exit, like facing so people could see who he was. <laughs> and somebody recorded like, this nigga really want us to see who he is, dude. Why is he facing the opposite way? Oh. So he looking out going up the escalator. Going up That's nuts. With his back turned to the, to the that's nasty, that's dude. nasty, Doug. That's some Detroit shit, though. 100% Detroit shit. My barber would definitely do that. That is definitely Detroit shit. <laughs> oh man, we do have it. Ain't all bad for Rose. We got a W to Rick Ross. He is pushing to resolve the Freddie Gibb, Freddie Gibbs beef with Jeezy. If y'all remember, Freddie Gibbs had stone shots at Ross while on CTE, and they were able to mend that. So Ross is trying to return the favor and get him and Jeezy linked up. Gibbs said he'll sleep on it though. You know what? I respect Rick Ross. Like he really does carry himself like a boss in these beef situations. True. Like, I've never looked at him and been like, man, I wouldn't handle that differently. Because even with this, I feel like on the interview, they were trying to be petty when they asked him about, well, how do relationships with you and Freddie Gibbs go? And Ross told him, he's like, well, ain't no relationships if he squashed shit with Jeezy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was a dope-ass answer. Because he said when he talked to him, I did tell him, like, y'all y'all two grown black bear, that man believed in your vision at one point. You yep. owe him something for that. Like you owe a nigga for investing in you. I don't give a fuck what happened at the end, at the very beginning. The nigga seen your dream and he invested. Okay. And that was a dope-ass statement I feel like the Rick Ross made. So I fuck with Ross on that. Yeah, and if y'all want to check that out, that was on the interview with B-Dot and um, uh, Rap Radar. Yeah, yeah Rap okay. Radar. Mm -hmm. um, we have an L to former Fat, I mean, excuse me, former Rick Ross affiliate, Fat Trail. Uh, fresh out of getting released from jail in October, less than Recently two months. On the W's. Yeah, man, listen, less than two months later, he's locked up again already uh, for revocation of suspended sentence and probation, whatever that means. Um, he was on probation or parole somewhere. He went there and then they revoked it. Yeah, so I think he was in like Virginia or, or some shit. Yeah, for some reason or another, they knew he was out. They knew he was going to be there and they knew he was on probation there and they arrested him and revoked the probation. Maybe he got pulled over. Maybe someone told that he was there and he was doing something. But Damn. Unfortunate for Fat Trail, man. That's ugly. Um, we have an on-decker of the week. We're going to YouTube. Shout out to LFX Media. They left a comment because um, because we talked about that Hulu Astro World documentary. Mm -hmm. They said perfect time to attempt to document Astro World would be nine months or one month before the trials um, that are definitely on the way. So they said tie it around when the trials get to popping off, which is probably about nine, ten months from now. Who is that um, good for? That ain't good for Tra Travis Scott. Oh, none of this is good for Travis Scott. But I guess they just saying to to. Because then people would want to know more about yeah, it. I'm nice. sure, you know, the time will have enough time will have been given yeah, to the situation. More sensitive around that time. Just true. Yeah. So shout out to LFX Media, man. Uh, make sure y'all hop on YouTube and leave a comment. Um, what you got to put me on? Great question. Not a big horror fan, uh, but I did see a preview and we kind of talked about it in the group chat a little bit. There's a new screen movie coming out. They rebooting yep. it with all of the cast, uh, excuse me, all of the previous characters. I'm not a horror film fan, but I'm definitely a screen fan. That first screen was one of the, it's a classic. That's a fact. So I'm definitely going to check that out. I put on January 14th, the new screen movie. Check that and out. It's, it's already, it's on January 14th? January Damn. 14th, my nigga. It's right around the corner. Can't wait. Yeah. Sydney. This will be screen five, I want to say. Have yeah, you seen all five. screens? Did you stop? No, I've seen all of them. I like oh, screen. I can't even 
remember. It was good. They were good up until like four. I think the, the first three were good. I don't I, know. I, I can't remember what even happened in four, but I remember the twist being good in all of them. I can't remember Far-fetched what happened in four, but I remember it actually being better than I expected. Yeah. And one is a classic. It brought back the slasher uh, genre in the late one 90s. Put some respect on it. That and uh, I know what you did last summer. They got to split that credit. Uh, that's that's a classic. Don't do that. Uh, and I watched it the other day and it still hold up. <laughs> that screen. What you watch I, it on? Is it streaming somewhere? No, nah, I watched that. I know what you did last summer. Oh, no. Is that the one with Brandy in it? When she had to climb over the dude. That was part two. Mm. That was I still know what you did last summer. Mm. Um, fanatic like that. I'm just deep. I do this movie shit, dude. I can't That's help. That's what it. she said. Speaking of movies, my put on is that motherfucking Spider Man biggest movie of the year coming out this week. God damn it, I'm ready. I got my outfit already laid out. I got my tickets. God damn it, I'm going Thursday at six. I can't wait. I'm excited. I should have bought back to back showings. I should have got that six nigga and at eight thirty nigga because I'm. Hey, listen, I'm fired the fuck up. Spider Man. Far from home. Let's get it. Movie of the year, movie of the decade, movie of the no, century. No, let's no. go. Well, you have a Spider Man onesie laid out. That's nigga, what if I had mean. one, I'd wear it. God damn it. But my fit is laid out already, nigga. I can't wait. Having a fit for a dark movie theater is the most <laughs> insane thing that I've ever heard in my life. Where are you going to see it at? Uh, where am I going? Uh, I don't know what part of town Pips. that shit called. You ain't man. going to Pips, you bullshit. Man, like, that's, you, the I, ticket sold out too quick. That's nuts. Bro, I was, I was on this at 8 o'clock. I was on this at 8 a.m., bro, and it was already sold out at Phipps. I can't believe you nerds are making this Spider-Man thing a big deal like Nigga, this. It's epic, dog. Motherfuckers was paying $1,000 for a ticket to the I movies. It's, it's a big deal, dude. <laughs> what? It's a big I'd fucking deal. How are you? Sell that motherfucker for 1000 Go to a Packers playoff game. That's true. I might flip this shit. Hell, tough. <laughs> out of there. I might flip that shit. Nah, fuck that. I got to see the movie. Um, can't wait. All my all my Marvel heads out there, man. Let me know when y'all gonna check that Spider Man out. Let's How many days is Twitter. it sold out for? Like, when is the earliest possible screening that you could have if you couldn't catch it? First? Probably, like, probably. Are, can you buy tickets for later shows? Or is yeah, like- for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get shit for next Thursday if you want. Can't believe niggas wasted a thousand dollars on that. That's nuts. It's worth it, man. It's gonna be worth it. Um. Yeah, guys, let us know. What, let me know what you think of that Spider-Man, man. Talk to me on Twitter, animal underscore brown. Um, oh, YouTube.com slash on deck TV. Make sure you subscribe to that for your peoples and Patreon.com slash RealVille, man. We've got uh, new reviews up as we speak. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, absolutely not, man. We appreciate you guys tapping in with us. One more episode before the end of the year. The album review, excuse me, top 10 albums, year in review episode. Yes, sir. You guys be on the lookout. Start letting us know what your favorite albums are on social medias. Uh, we look forward to bringing that to you. There it is, man. Till the next time, we out. Cheers.